Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. July 5th, 2021, Radio Red in the house with two very special guests. We're coming to you live streaming on Facebook. I'm watching us right now. My guests, I'll introduce you a second. Just wave hello to Facebook. I don't know if anybody out there is watching because it's July 5th. I work for myself, so I'm I'm on all, seven days a week, 24-7, whatever it is. Alex Nicole Garza, say hello to Facebook. Hello, Facebook. There she is. <laughs> I, your glasses. I, I got I to gotta get those glasses. I'm telling Thank you. Thank you. I've been looking. And Lee Rubin, how? How are you? Hey, hey, Red, how are you? I'm very well. We're very happy here. I'm going to tell everybody who you are in a second. Let me just get rid of my screen here since I'm I'm my own engineer tonight. We have to do our shout out, of course. So it's time to say hello to LLL. So let's do it on the count of three. One, two, three. Hello, LLL. Now she's lovely, lanky. Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. And you know I'm taking up a pretend GoFundMe for her because she's in Whitestone, New York, which doesn't start with L. So we got to move her to London. I offered her Larchmont. Lee, I don't know if you've ever been to New York, but I offered her Larchmont. She said that wasn't, wasn't sexy or sophisticated enough. No offense to anybody in Larchmont. So we have to move her to London. I'm still working on it. Happy to be here. I hope everybody had a good, meaningful 4th of July. I watched a couple of TV series, and we had local, I'm in Durham, North Carolina, we had local fireworks. I could look out the back of my screen porch and see them. So between taking pictures of the the official ones and taking pictures in time delay on my iPhone with night vision, I was taking some. So I have fireworks from all over the place, and uh, I heard some really, really good music last night on TV. So I hope you all had a safe holiday and a meaningful holiday. Our freedom, our independence, we're here because we have the opportunity to say and be and think and be creative. And that's why we're here. This is Read My Lips, Cool Conversations with Creatives, and I am AKA Radio Red. Let me tell you briefly who my guests are, and then we'll get started with all the other stuff. And our show today is called Read My Lips, Are You a Creativepreneur? One word, capital C with a preneur in the middle. If you don't know how to spell French, it's P-R-E-N-E-U-R. And shout out and to a gentleman named Ray Garza, who is the creator of this term, and he happens to be the husband of Alex Nicole Garza. I'm going to introduce her in a second. So, Ray, I loved your your nomenclature enough that I used it as the uh, title of this episode, and I really appreciate it. So, Alexandria, Alex Nicole Garza, we're calling her Alex Nicole tonight for short. That's still a long name. She calls herself a creative preneur because Ray said so. Hooray, 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 I love yes, it. Her resume. Nothing like starting a radio show laughing. Her resume includes performing on stage in Vegas. We're going to find out later why. She co-hosted a Nickelodeon network teen TV show. Woohoo! <laughs> she interned with Disney's creative entertainment team. I'm very impressed. She's done voiceovers. I've been try- I do my own voices on my shows, obviously, but I'm trying to get into voiceovers. Maybe if I have your glasses, Alex, Nicole, I'll be able to do that. Uh, she, has, she does Betty Boop impressions. We're going to f- ask her to do one oh, politely boy. tonight. Yes. She runs a website 
design agency, and she is the host and founder of the online community's Creative Prefer Conversations and Caregiver Talks. And she and Ray, the famous now Ray Garza, <laughs> co-founded the I Love Las Vegas Tourism and Apparel brand. So why don't you say hello, Alex, Nicole, say officially hello. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much. I'm really honored and excited to be here, Radio Ray. I'm honored and excited <laughs> to have you here. So we're, we're equal footing there. And now let me introduce Lee Rubin because he's I can't leave him just sitting there. This handsome guy sitting there saying, well, you can talk about me. Lee Rubin received a full athletic scholarship. I want to see some muscles. Lee, can we see some muscles? There? That's it. Uh, to play football for the Nittany Lions for legendary coach Joe Paterno. That got me when you introduced yourself to me at the summit a few months ago. He was a three-year starting free safety and team captain. Yep. That sounds like a real team type of an effort there. We're going to talk about that. Lee has creatively applied his experience and his understanding of winning principles. And he went on to become an HR human resources today, also called human capital management, I think. Yep. Uh, there are all kinds of people, their assets, their capital, they're still yeah. people to me. A professional, he works for a Fortune 500 companies in multiple industries, and he's a corporate speaker. Lee Rubin, say hello. Red, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be a part of this. Uh, thank you. You're both very, very kind. So what I'd like to do now is, Alex Nicole Garza, I'd like to yes. put you on speaker view and have you spend about three minutes filling in the bio. I had all of the markers, all of the, the stepping stones, if you will, along the way. <laughs> but we want to know, what was it like co-hosting a Nickelodeon show? I want the Betty Boop impression and seriously working on the Disney's entertainment team and stage in Las Vegas. We want to hear a little bit about all of that. So why don't you tell us, I'm going to put you on speaker view and Lee and I will be watching and listening. Okay. Go ahead. Perfect. Oh, well, first of all, um, I, as I had to write this bio, I was thinking back and I was like, okay, what's different and interesting. And then when I wrote it down and I read it, I was like, wow, those, some of those are completely polar opposites, but it really started with my love and passion for music and performing since I was a little girl. I mean, I've, I've been on the stage and um, that's at the age of 12. I remember going to the library. I, I love libraries to this day. And I read a book about how to get into show business. Now, please realize I was in Florida in, in a small town in Florida at the time. And I went to my mom and dad and was like, I need an agent and I need, <laughs> I need all these things. I got involved in, in local um, community theater. And then just through the process of auditioning, I, I ended up getting auditioning and getting connected in the community. I wasn't too far from Orlando. And that's what landed me the opportunity to start uh, auditioning at Nickelodeon because at that time Nickelodeon had um, a studio I'm in Orlando. So at a t as a teenager, mm. I auditioned and went through serious auditions. And then I got to host this amazing show that ran back in the 90s. Um, I don't want to date myself too much, but that's back <laughs> in the day. <laughs> and, um, and later on, I um, ended up really pursuing my passion in music and entertainment. Um, my husband had that background, which naturally led us to the entertainment capital of the world, which was Vegas. Um, I have a passion for big band and musicals and theater and all that jazz. So I ended up doing a 22, I had a 22 piece big band show and I'd sang all the classics of the wow. 40s and 50s. Yeah. So it was um, amazing. It was just a great opportunity. Um, I performed at the Rio uh, Casino and Hotel at that time. And so things just kept opening up and um, then we you know, went into various different areas of, of business. But my passion is still very much singing and doing voices and entertaining my way through through business. <laughs> 
Wonderful. Well, how, how did you feel when Ray gave you the term creativepreneur? Does that have a special meaning? I know that yeah. your husband, Ray, did, did he say you're creative, you're an entrepreneur, let's smash uh, no, them together? It, it, how did it, it happen? It was really a word that he used because everyone would always say, what do you guys do? <laughs> And that was always a loaded question. And when you're in a creative business and you, you, you know, you're in creativity and you're doing business, he, he just was like, well, I'm a creative entrepreneur. I'm a creative preneur. And that word helps so many people understand both of us, really him at the time, but both of us at, at this juncture in time completely helped people understand who we were. We were creative in nature, but we also implemented and took whatever that was into some sort of business. So, and I think it describes so many people, like so many people can identify with the word because they are creative in nature and they're either wanting to figure out how to make it a business or they're making it a business. I think you have to have both to be Mm -hmm. successful in the industry, no matter what industry that you're in. Thank you. Very interesting explanation. I appreciate that. Lee Rubin. Yes. Are you a creative preneur? Do you like the word? What do you I think? I like the word. I like the word. I, I, I like the creativity of the word. I, I think being able to coin a phrase and help people understand what you do and who you, who you are is critical, right? I'm a communicator. So any of those tools or tricks that, that are useful, I, I think are awesome. So you know what? I'm putting something underneath your name now, Lee, while we're on the air. I'm putting in creative team building strategist. Do you like that? I like that. I just, I just renamed you. There you go. It's, it's official because <laughs> I put creativepreneur next to Alex. I don't usually re- put a title next to my guests <laughs> on the show, but since you don't have logos or banners behind you, I want people to know. So you're a creative team building strategist. I love it. Well, thank you, Lee. It's very kind of you. <laughs> so Lee Rubin, why don't you fill in the blanks? We have the little bit about the football. I asked you to show your muscles. We mm-hmm. dropped the name, name dropping Lou Paterno. And I'd love to know, how did you get from football? Well, first of all, how'd you get the scholarship? How'd you get from football? Where were you? And what took you into sure. HR? That's a stretch. So talk to us. Welcome, sure, I am, I'm a Jersey guy from, from New Jersey, <laughs> was a student athlete, a scholar athlete, actually did very well academically. And because of my academic and athletic success, I got a full scholarship to play football at a a, a huge football program, a great institution, Penn State. Um, So in high school, played basketball, football, ran track, went to college, played football there, was a captain of that team as well. So I've been around teams and peak performers all of my life, right? Just the, the, the best of the best. A, a number of my teammates have gone on to play in the NFL. I didn't. Um, and, and so when you don't go to play pro ball, you've got to get a real job. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Coach Paterno had a relationship with the former CEO, who was a, also a Penn State grad at Merrill Lynch. And so there are a number, uh, there's quite a few former Penn State football players who have started or still remain uh, in their careers at Merrill Lynch. So I did that and um, wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Sports had been such a big part of my life. Uh, They kind of threw me into human resources and I absolutely loved it Uh, because quite frankly, my job there was to help build teams. It was to recruit people into the organizations to help build a stronger Merrill Lynch. And, and, And so I took a lot of those principles and ideas from sports brought them into human resources, um, did that for about 15 years. And now I'm a full-time keynote speaker. So all I do is travel the country, uh, you know, pre and post COVID mm-hmm. uh, speaking at 
conferences and, and annual meetings um, talking about what it takes to be an extraordinary team. Now, th there's one thing that's really important that I didn't put in the bio, but that's important for me to always share um, because I think it's just as or more important than my corporate success. I've been married to a lovely, beautiful woman. We just literally four days ago um, had our 26th wedding anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so we've got two absolutely beautiful daughters, which in my experience, absolutely sucks <laughs> because beautiful daughters attract ugly boys. And, yeah. And, and I spent most of my adult Wait, life. Yeah, no, that's the truth. You have permission to say that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Neither sounds, of them are married That kind of sounds now. like a book. No, neither, neither of them are married now. So everyone is either expired or pending. <laughs> Can we get an eye roll right now for yeah. me daughters? Meet, meet, our, meet our newest comedian. It's yeah, Lee Rubin no, they, sitting down. They know they know dad and, and dad loves oh. them and loves the people that they love. So yeah, so that's that's um but but that's my personal background, which again I think is Thank just you. as as important as my professional background. It is. I appreciate that. And I always say to my guests, don't put personal information in your bios because I don't want to post it on a, a guest directory for everybody to see. But yeah. I will say my people say Mazel tov on the anniversary. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're New Jersey. You. I'm New York. You understand. That's congratulations. Yep, yep. All all good wishes. I, I get it. So yeah, so so happy for you. That's a, that's a trick and a half staying married that long. Absolutely. I have a friend in Florida. I, I knew I'm from Great Neck. I was in Great Neck the past 32 years before I moved to Durham, and she and her husband just celebrated their 50th. Wow. And I said, how? <laughs> It's like, seriously. Okay, so let's do a little housekeeping. Get me out of this ditch I just dug myself into. <laughs> it is July. No, Lee dug himself into the ditch. Yeah. It's July 5th. It's the 186th day of the Gregorian calendar. I always do a shout out to Greg, Gregory, Gregor, Greggy, whatever he calls himself. I want to thank his mother for the calendar. We live with it. It's li lived on way past their era in time. Talk about dating yourself, Alex, right? <laughs> okay, Gregorian, your calendar lives on. Thank you very much. 179 days left in 2020. 21. This is the 26th Monday of the year. And what's important to me about 179 days left is if you're going to be brewing something, Lee, if you're going to be making Kahlua in the sink in the in the, the laundry room or, or if you have a still in the bathtub in the guest mm -hmm. cottage out back of your yeah. 10 million square foot estate, it's time to start making a beverage for New Year's Eve because the liquor stores will be very much overrun and out of stock very early this year because we are coming out of the pandemic, we think we are. I don't know about variant D, fingers but we crossed. think we are, fingers crossed. And life is charting, and people say it's the new normal. I say, no, it's the new reality to me. There's no normal anymore. Normal is getting through one day, whatever happened that day, that's the new normal. So to me, it's the new reality. And I, I debate this on my business shows. Anyway, uh, so let's just do a couple of, uh, let's see what we wanna do now. You know what? I have a new feature on the show. Uh, this is a, a shout out to all of my listeners. I just met more than 40 people from the latest National Publicity Summit, the virtual summit a few weeks ago. And I decided instead of just asking wonderful people like Lee and Alex to send me a bio and send me a picture, I created what's called a Jot Form. And you can go to Jot Form and, and use it for free. And it collects information. It's an online link in one place. And it, it's almost like having a PowerPoint deck. Each section is a slide and you go from one to the other. So I created a Jot Form and I asked these two lovely people here today if they wouldn't mind filling it out before the show because I have some new fields I'm asking for. So one thing I asked for is your favorite movie quote. 
And I think this is interesting. I use this on my business shows and I ask my guests to send me a quote that has nothing to do with the topic. So for example, if I'm doing a show on the future of supply chain, digitalization of the supply chain, where are we going? What's coming? I would ask my guests to send me quotes from movies, TV characters, or songs that have nothing. Where do you find a song on supply chain? Yeah, I was on the factory and the supplies are, no, 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 no. Yeah, and we could see the resourcing. No, no, no. So I might get a quote from Top Gun, something like from, from Goose to Mitchell or Mitchell the goose i get it mixed up i feel the need the need for speed tom cruise that's a quote you can use right lee for yeah. any business purpose so i asked my guests to send me because we get back to the future where we're going we won't need roads we get all kind show me the money jerry Maguire. so i've asked my guests here on now on read my lips radio to send me a quote just their favorite quote but nothing too dark or deep because we don't want to get too dark <laughs> or deep on this stuff so Alex Nicole Garza has sent me a beautiful quote, and I'm, I have a little Latin band called Red's Hot Mango, and one of the performers wanted to play this song. He's no longer with my band, but this was a song he brought us, and the song is from 1980, Bob Marley and the Whalers, Three Little Birds. Alex, do you want to tell us what the quote is rather than having yes. me reading it? Go ahead. Don't worry about a thing. Da na 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 na, cause every little thing is gonna, gonna be, be alright. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it because you immediately get transported to some tropical island. <laughs> You can hear that song and you're just there at some point. But it's also a good thing to wake up and hear that song because through everything that we've gone through, like everything is gonna be okay. Like, don't worry. I like that. I like that. The song is lovely. And uh, the woman who does my massages at the spy go to her daughter. That's her favorite song, the daughter. So when I told her one of my guests, we were playing it in my band. She said, oh, my daughter loves that song. She has a big yeah. poster up on her wall. Thank you. I love that quote. Lee, let's look at your quote. This is very perfect for you. This is from Remember the Titans, a 2000 American biographical sports film. It was produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. I didn't know that based on the true story of coach Herman Boone, portrayed by Denzel Washington and is a attempt to integrate the T.C. Williams High School. I do my homework, Lee. The T.C. Williams High School football team in Alexandria, yeah, Virginia yeah. back in 1971. And Will Patton plays the coach, the coach's assistant. And here is the line. You read it, Lee. Tell me what it means. Attitude reflects leadership, Captain. Yeah, I like it's, the captain it's, it's, in there. It's, 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 it's actually Denzel Washington's in that film. Yeah. I said and, that. He, yeah, he plays Herman Boone. I said that. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I missed that. But that's Denzel, okay. Yeah. Like, so I had a tough time finding my favorite quote. That's my favorite movie. So I just I had to pick one of the quotes from that movie. But that movie's full of one liners that every business leader can pull from. Now, tell me in your own words how, how that's just all about creativity. So yep. you created a, you found a quote and what's the creativity attitude reflects leadership because I have a feeling there's creativity is in the subtext there. What's your view on that, Lee? Yeah, I, I, I think leaders don't really understand how much power they have. And when I talk about leaders, I'm not talking about individuals who are in leadership positions. I think as a team member, we fail to realize how powerful, how influential we are, that we actually can create synergy. We can create um, the, the chemistry that's developed on a team by our actions every single day, by the attitude that we bring into the locker room, onto the field, onto the practice court. And I, I just think that we we fail to realize the, the power of our creativity in building a unit that can do more than any one individual. 
I like that. Thank you very much. Nicole, Alex, Nicole, any comments you want to make? You've been working with teams all your life, getting your production signs, <laughs> and we're still waiting for the Betty Boop yeah. interpretation. Oh, that's but- right. So, uh, well, uh, Radio Red, work's been kind of slow since cartoons went to color, but I still got my stuff. Boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> she just rolled into that so naturally. Yeah, I I just had to. <laughs> that was I, I'm I'm never speechless on any of my radio shows. Alex Nicole, you just blew me out of the water. That was Lee. Lee, let's do some hand clapping here. No, seriously. <laughs> Well, Seriously. you had to lead with you led with Betty, so I had to throw in there because she oh was right there in my Lord, mind. The that time. was that was absolutely. <laughs> Got to take this it's show on fine. the road, kid. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. That that was great. So I want to. I, I asked my guests also in the jot form. I sent them. I asked them to send me some statements on what creativity means to them. I don't want to take a lot of time about this. We still have. Oh, we're doing oh, twenty five minutes in. That's pretty good. So uh, what I would like to do is I'm going to read your first statement, Alex Nicole Garza, and ask you to <laughs> talk about it a little bit, and then we'll get some feedback from Lee what he thinks, and then Lee, I'll read your first statement because these are very telling, and I've never done. This, uh, you are my first two who are responding to the jot form with these requests four statements on creativity and your favorite movie and i think it's a nice addition to the format of the show at least i think so i hope you agree here's what yeah. alex nicole sent me she says creativity to me means thinking differently it really means problem solving i'm going to stop right there why don't you elaborate a little bit for us alex nicole yeah absolutely um i when i think about creativity and I said problem solving is because um, I think I think when you have a creative mind or you learn to think creative creatively, that you, you best access that creativity when you're solving some sort of a problem. And really, every day we're solving some sort of an issue or problem. So, you know, maybe there's a dynamic in your family or your life or your business, and it's really really a mindset to think, okay, how can I look at this? There's a great exercise that um, we've done where you put a chair and you say, what is this chair for? Now we all know a chair is for sitting, but if you had to think about it, well, maybe I could use that chair as a ladder because I need to get up and adjust the light. And so there's different purposes sometimes than what we normally see something. So I think going into any kind of situation, being able to really access your creativity to solve problems is, is critical. Wow. Uh, it reminds me of my training when I was, I had my own stand up comedy troupe years ago, and I, I took improv classes from some very interesting people high up in the improv world. I was in New York, and I used to travel to Manhattan for the classes. And I remember some of our sketches. You, you're all familiar with this on Whose Line Is It Anyway? You give somebody yes. an object. Yes. What do you do with it? Well, exactly. It, it's a chair. Is it a ladder? Is it a house? Is it a tent for a child? You put a, a, a t shirt or a sheet over it? Is it uh, something upside down? Down that's uh, is it a, a, a chuppah for a Jewish wedding? Is, I'm I'm just making this stuff up. Uh, is it is it uh, a table you eat on? Is it something that you uh, use as a, a tool to bash down a door? Uh, the, the idea that that you can be creative in in problem solving. The question, Alex Nicole, is what's the problem? And what tools do you have to solve it? So a hammer isn't just something you bang a nail in. It's something needed to be either have a hole in it or have something attached. You needed to get a nail into it. You use the hammer for that purpose. So it's a different way of looking. Very interesting. Lee, any comments on that before I go to one of yours? I I thought about the quote when she talked about problem solving, that necessity, necessity is the mother of invention. 
right? Yes. The, the, the problem or the need is what drives the creativity or the invention. You start looking at things differently when there is a problem and you become resourceful and you figure out some way to bring something new to the table or to the problem so that we can get through it, we can get it fixed. So that, that, the, that quote came to mind immediately. Very, very clever, very creative, Alex Nicole. So thank you very much, Lee Rubin. Let's look at your first statement. You say, creativity is the gift we give to our fellow humans. Talk to me, explain this, yeah, please. I, I think we all come to the planet with our own uniqueness, right? Where, you know, we all have our unique fingerprints and we all have a unique set of perspectives and desires and wishes. So our job is to bring forth or, or, or create that which is unique from us into the world. So for, you know, I, I've heard it said if, if, two, if, if two of us are exactly the same, there's some redundancy there. One of us is unnecessary. And so like, I've got to bring my gift, my uniqueness, my creativity to the world. And that's my gift to my fellow humans. Thank you very much. Very well put. Alex, any, Alex, Nicole, I'm going to call you between Alex and Alex, Nicole, depends yeah. on how many words I get out. Betty so I, sparks too. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> hey, Bet. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, without getting it too deep in, um, I would totally agree. I think, uh, Lee, what you were sharing that we own, we are each individuals, right? There, no one can be Lee. No right. one can be Radio Red. And, you know, we each bring our own, uniqueness to every situation. It's just like when you're in your lane, there's really no competition in in that sense of where you're supposed to flow. Even if we have similar gifts and talents, we all speak to a different group and a different people. And like, I know it's kind of cliche, like everyone's finding their tribe or their group, but there's so much truth to that, right? There's going to be people that people will love and identify with. And um, there's something really special in that. I mean, it gives us all purpose, um, in such a deep way. Thank you. And I, I want to thank you both for that. I want to go to part of statement number three you sent me, Alex Nicole. Betty, I'm going to call you Betty now. It's much easier. <laughs> Alex Nicole, that's four syllables. Betty yes. too. I'll go. We'll yes. be efficient here. <laughs> I'm going to read a little bit from statement number three. I think this is a corollary to what you just said, but I, I want to enforce it, reinforce this for the audience. You say, if you think, oh no, I'm not creative. I will challenge you in that thought. You say it is probably, it's just dormant and needs to be awakened. And I don't know if you two remember, but when I went, went to the publicity summit, I believe I either said in the media panel or, or to all of the attendees, I said to me, creativity is it? oh, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I have oatmeal and on Thursday and Saturday, I have, I have uh, cornflakes. I'm such a creative person. I don't think so. It's just you like different things for breakfast. So what's your thought about creativity being, it's like people saying, oh, I can't draw. Not true. You can draw something. It might not be a Picasso. Well, that would be interesting because probably people think he couldn't draw either uh, because he was so different in the way he interpreted things, but but a Renoir or a Degas or somebody like that. So what's your thought about creativity being dormant? Do you think we just need to tell people you are creative because of who you are? What's your thought, Betty? <laughs> um, no, I, I love this because I do get around people who are like, oh, I'm, I'm not creative. But once you start talking with them and saying, what do you think about this? And you start asking, well, what about this angle? And you ask the right questions. You suddenly start getting people out of their um, default mode, right? A lot of times we're all functioning in default. We're just doing things like on autopilot. 
And then you start saying, what if you do this? What if you do that? And you start asking those questions. And then even being in a room of creative people, you start seeing how they think. They start bringing in um, different ideas, maybe actually getting creative inspiration, like let's go to the park or let's go to the mall. You know what? I need to think about something. I'm going to get out of my office and I'm going to take a walk for a minute. And in that process of just being open to thinking, because a lot of us have forgotten how to think, we start thinking and things, I believe it's divinely inspired. Things are often dropped into our mind and they come. And if you get around people like that, it's totally contagious. I think it is. I, I agree. Lee, we're right on the team building topic. Yeah, Lee Rubin, yeah. we're, talk we're, to me. We're, we're back into this whole synergy thing and, the, yeah. and the, 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 the dance of ideas when people communicate well, which is critical for teamwork. Um, so I, I, I talked about, cap, uh, you know, uh, attitude reflects leadership. Captain, that whole idea about leadership. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is a quote by a guy named Andy Stanley. He says, leaders who don't listen are soon surrounded by people who have nothing to say. Ooh, yeah, ooh, and, 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 and so when I'm, when, I'm in, when I'm in a marriage, when I'm on a team, when I'm at a company, when I'm in the Girl Scouts, and I don't feel like my voice is heard, we lose, we lose that synergy because now you don't get my idea and my perspective and my tweak to, to what's already on the table. And, and, and I think, yeah, you're right. It's that synergy that comes from a safe, healthy environment where we all get to share our ideas. Thank you. Go ahead. And can I ask, ask something? Because I know this too in, in Team Dynamics, Lee, like when people feel safe to share their ideas, like a lot of people think, yeah. oh, that's a dumb idea. Well, do you think that when, that late, when the lady who... Um, or whoever, I think it was a lady who took a little note and stuck it on her computer and like later came up with the post-it note. Was it a lady? I don't, I don't remember, but I think some, whoever created the post-it note that might've, she might've thought that's kind of a not so great idea. It's kind of obvious, but now we have like the post-it company. So when people feel safe to share their ideas, like they're not going to be judged because of them. Absolutely. And, and sometimes even, and you know, this through market research, right? Sometimes the most what we might what we, what we might perceive as some as a dumb question is the most brilliant question because you think no one else is thinking that and then everybody's thinking that yeah yeah so we no, can't no, underestimate that there, there's there's a phrase I, there there's a study I, I i don't want to misquote but it's called psychological safety right mm. where where you feel safe sharing your ideas sharing your perspective. And, and that's where that quote comes from is leaders, the really good leaders create that psychological yes. safety because yes. then he or she, that leader can harness and cultivate all those great ideas. Like when, when you said that, I thought about the guy who, um, I, I forget which snack company he was working for, but the guy, he, he was like, he worked on a machine or might've even been a janitor but he, um, the Flaming Hot brand. Yes, yes, I, yes, I know exactly what you're talking he, about. He went yeah. like to the to the marketing manager or the CEO yeah. and says, "I think <clears throat> you should try this." Yeah. Right. Like I, sh I think this idea may work. Mm -hmm. And like, Flaming Hot Cheetos. 
Flaming, <laughs> flaming hot everything. There yeah. you go. By the way, yeah. we used to call it brainstorming. And yeah, then exactly. I, yeah. I know somebody who owns a company that calls it ideation. Yeah. And then we talked, Alex, I, you're now AKA Betty Boop. I changed your okay. name underneath. So, <laughs> so, you know, it's easier, easier for me to reference. And we, we call it a teaching children critical thinking. You mentioned yeah. that. But I have a, a note here because you didn't know who had created the post-it and I have it for you here. I, I memorize this in my vast database in my brain <laughs> of creative thinking. A post-it note, small piece of paper. I, I want to tell you that Dr. Spencer Silver, he was a gentleman, okay, 1968. He was a scientist at 3M in the United States. He attempted to develop a super strong adhesive, he accidentally created a low-tack, reusable, pressure-sensitive adhesive, and for five years he promoted, listen to this, a solution without a problem within wow. 3M, both informally and through seminars, Lee, but he failed to gain adherence. In 1974, a colleague who had attended one of his seminars, Art Fry, came up with the idea of using the adhesive to anchor a bookmark in his hymn book. Fry then wow. used 3M sanctioned permitted bootlegging policy. Wow, talk about creativity to develop <laughs> the idea. The original notes, pale yellow paper, was chosen by chance from the color of the scrap paper used by the lab next door to the post-it team. There you go. So he had a, a solution without a problem. And then somebody heard it and said, I'm going to market my hymn book. And that's where it started. So yes, I thought that was interesting. So they see how this all, all yes. sparks. Now let's, uh, of course, I knew all that by heart. I wasn't reading. I just we don't doubt you at all. Ray. I, I know. I know you. I've been doing radio for years. I know all yes, this stuff. Let's do some, knowledge. let's do some, I vast. Yes. It's, it's, it's a real burden. <laughs> July 5th, famous people birthdays. I have four, three of whom I think you all know. Uh, one is passed away, but I had to. I'm going to start with him. Born in 1810. Do you remember who said there's a sucker born every minute? It was P.T. Barnum. He yeah, okay. died wow. at 80 in, in 1891. Legendary showman. Listen to this. Showman and prankster. He founded the Ringling Brothers in Barnum and Bailey Circus. He was a prankster. He ran a museum where he displayed hoaxes and human curiosities such as General Tom Thumb and Commodore Nutt, N-U-T-T. -T. In 1842, he introduced his first major hoax, a creature with the head of a monkey and the tail of a fish known as the Fiji Mermaid. F-E-E-J-E-E. -E -E. And guess what he did creatively with all of his money? I'm not sure how much he had. He tried to buy William Shakespeare's home. So that's P.T. Wow. Barnum and he happy birthday to P.T. Barnum. There you go. I didn't know he was a prankster. And then today uh, is the birthday of Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis in the news, right? Okay. Uh, do you know that he learned to play the harmonica while he was hitchhiking across the United States? I didn't know that. Nothing else to cool. do. I'm on the road. I think I'll learn to play the harmonica. Did you know that one of his first bands was called something I think that Starbucks uses for that special coffee blend they have up front called Clover? Am I right? Clover was one of the... Do you, do you ever go to Starbucks and they have something? I thought it was called Clover, where it's a separate uh, a pump or it's a separate machine for that kind of coffee. I, I ran into about a, a year ago or so. I could be wrong. Anyway, it was one of Huey Lewis's first bands was called Clover. And Huey Lewis in the News contributed Michael, multiple tracks to a movie I mentioned before, Back to the Future. Did you know that? Did not. 
I have all this knowledge in my yeah. creative <laughs> brain. It amazes even me. Now, here's an actress born today, Edie Falco. Happy birthday, oh, Edie yes. Falco. Brooklyn native, played Carmela Soprano in The Sopranos, and she starred as the title character in a Showtime TV series I watched. I, I binged on it about two years ago, Nurse Jackie. Did you watch Nurse Jackie oh. Lee? I have. I've seen it. Yep compelling you can't yeah, can't put yeah. it down she, she's got she's got a drug addiction right oh yeah yeah oh yeah oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. familiar she, yep, she's I've an addict uh, yeah. betty boop did you do see no Miss Jackie? i never saw it but i remember seeing the like previews for it because i was like oh okay that actually looks really good but if you have not. time keep the kids yeah. out of the room but if you have time yeah it's, it's <laughs> yeah. about a high, high functioning addict and how she tried and tried and at the end you're not exactly sure what happens in the last scene it's it's debated like the last scene of mad men it's debated Okay, one more famous birthday, somebody you may never have heard of, a woman who has achieved a lot. She's 52 years old today. Her name is Susan Wojcicki, I believe, W-O-J-C-I-C-K-I, Wojcicki, baby. She has been the CEO of YouTube since 2014. I've never heard of her. She's ranked number, listed as 10 years ago, wow, in 2011, she was ranked number 16 on the Forbes 100 Most Powerful Women. And her sister was married to Sergey Brin, who was the co-founder of Google. Oh boy! Wow! Oh, oh boy! Yeah! Yeah! yeah. Family. Yeah. So There's now a lot let's there. Go, a lot there. So those are the only famous birthdays I found. But I thought P.T. Barnum belonged in there. And and happy birthday to Susan W. We'll leave it at that. Let's do some famous birthdays. And this is interesting. I picked today as the first time to talk about the statements on what creativity means to you and the famous quotes. You two are absolutely perfect and just being lovely about the new format. So I thank you both, uh, Betty Boop, Alex, Nicole Garza, <laughs> and 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 uh, Lee Rubin. I, I really appreciate this. I'm enjoying hearing your talking about things that are near and dear to you under the, the banner of creativity. That's why we're here. So let's do some talk about creative. We're going to do creative holidays. Today is Monday, July 5th, in addition to the day after Independence Day and the day most people took off from work because they needed a legal holiday on a Monday to follow a holiday that happened to come on a, on the Sunday. How dare July 4th come on a Sunday? We should just move the whole calendar down a day. But Gregorian wouldn't like that one. Exactly. So it's National Apple Turnover Day. Are we all? Oh, oh, Lee's eyes are just like, what? Yes. What? <laughs> Does the apple turnover come with vanilla ice cream? It does in your house. Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. then, then let's let's party. <laughs> but however, however, there's a, a dichotomy here. It's also National Bikini Day. That well, that all that all works for me. You think? We we can make all that work together. Not me anymore. Too much ice cream and too many apple turnovers. It's also I think this would apply to Turnover. all of us. Here. Yeah. <laughs> it's also National Workaholics Day. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. a hard one. Do you think? Uh, <laughs> do you think all workaholics are Type A personalities? Do you think Lee? Lee, you you you're in HR, human con, human resources. What do yeah. you think? Talent acquisition, right? Talent, oh, I, oh, that's a new one. Talent Ooh, acquisition. Talent acquisition. Do you, do you think you have to be a, a Type A personality to be a workaholic, or could you see it in different types? No, I, I see it in different types. I think the demands on people these days. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, yeah, the, the need to produce constantly and, and the way technology is today that, that you can get addicted and hooked uh, yeah. despite your personality type. I, I, I think there's more um, workaholics than there are type A personalities. Ooh, so maybe it's a Venn diagram where they, they link, but it's not exclusive to, what exactly. do you think? Betty, 
What do you well, think? I think that it's hard to detach. I think you said a really powerful word and that was technology, right? Like yep. at one point, you know, I remember when your phone rang and if you didn't pick it up, that meant you weren't home or you didn't want to pick up, <laughs> right? Or how you did call, you just took it off the hook or whatever. But um, like now, like if you don't respond back to someone like in five minutes, they're like, are you okay? What's wrong? Right. <laughs> Whether it be an email, it's just sometimes, or text message, it's sometimes just really hard to detach. We get yes. very, there's some psychological You're absolutely right. Too. And then we say to somebody, oh, I was worried about you. Even if you really weren't, <laughs> just I'm pissed off because you didn't answer your blank and yeah. phone. Yeah, well, like, I know it's I know. sitting next to you. Turn it on, fool. I'm sorry. <laughs> but we have that expectation, not only of ourselves, but other people, oh. which is scary sometimes. Like, I, I they have their phone. Yeah, I have to make excuses. Somebody said, I called you 10 minutes ago. You didn't answer it. Oh, my phone was in the other room. I'm living in a 10 million square foot mansion like the one Lee lives in. And and it's it, I have to get a trolley to go from one end to the other. And I, I just happened to leave the phone. I didn't have my other 10 spare phones. I'm sorry, going on and on here. Yeah. Tomorrow is July 6th. It's International Kissing Day. Love it. Love it. Aw. Yeah. Kiss somebody it, you love. It's also, luckily, it's National Fried Chicken Day. It's not Garlic Day or Onion Day. So it's fried chicken. So fried chicken yeah, is kissing. But the, fry, but the fried chicken can make your lips really greasy. You got to kiss before you eat the fried chicken. Yeah, that would be a good theory. I, I think so, too. Well, glad, as I say, it's not Onion Day or, yes. By the way, I took a Vidalia onion out of my refrigerator about eight months ago. It was hadn't been used in enough time. And I cut, I cut a slice. And I put it in my garden out front here. It has grown into eight stems that are three feet tall. And each one has a little bulge in the stem. And they're, they're wow. splayed out like this. People stop by and say, what is that? It's an onion. It's, a, it's an onion from my refrigerator. At the top of each stem are about 20 little tiny white flowers in a cluster. And they have an onion odor. And if you follow the stem down to about three inches above the ground, there's a little bulb-like shape. And I'm wondering if I'm supposed to cut those and maybe they're scallions. I don't know. But it's beautiful. And it's in my garden. Wow. That's, that's, that's cool. Very, very is that, cool. Is yeah. that cool? Thank you. Yes, yes I thought yes. so. It's also, in case you haven't done the kissing, you aren't ready to go to lunch yet, it's take your webmaster to lunch day. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. Don't yeah, you have a- I'm in the web business, so I, I totally love that. Tomorrow? Take your webmaster to work yep. day. To, to lunch, to lunch, to, to lunch. lunch day. Okay, yeah, to lunch. I might have to post that. <laughs> you might. It's also International Kissing Day, so be careful. Wednesday is World Chocolate Day. That's any day for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's also National Strawberry Sunday Day. And uh, here's a tough one. It's National Tell the Truth Day. Ooh, <laughs> Lee, come on. Ooh. Yeah, for some reason, I just couldn't pick. I didn't, I, my phone wasn't anywhere around. I, I'll call you, I'll call you back on Thursday. <laughs> Good one. If you haven't celebrated World Chocolate Day on Wednesday, July 7th, on the 8th, you can celebrate National Chocolates with Almond Day. What can I tell oh, you? Oh, my goodness. People I know. have nothing better to do than make up days. But remember, it. well, this is a national calendar that people use. It's also, remember, we had apple turnovers and bikinis today, and then we're expected to have chocolate on Wednesday and chocolate with almond. I pretend that I'm allergic to almonds, so I don't have to celebrate that day. It's also video game day. But if you haven't had enough sweets, ah, July 9th, Friday, is National Sugar Cookie Day. Oh yeah, sugar cookies. Let's just up kill there. them now. Let's exactly. just get a variety of cookies. Yeah. Absolutely. But I have a cure for that. Saturday is National Kitten Day. 
Anybody uh, have cats, kittens? I don't have cat. any. I'm not a cat no. guy. I don't have any no, pets. No. I don't want to be known as, yeah, we know that. Okay. Saturday is Pina Colada Day. We finally got an adult beverage in here, right? So we had we had apple turnovers. We had fried chicken. We had chocolate. We had strawberry sundae. We had chocolate with almonds. National Sugar Cookie Day. And we finally got a Pina Colada. And there's more coming. So sa- Sunday, next Sunday, is cheer up the lonely day. Oh. I think we're doing that right now. Yeah. If anybody's listening yes. and you're lonely, we're sending a shout out. Don't yes. be lonely. We're here. It's also, uh, it's really getting into adult day on Sunday. It's free Slurpee day. Oh. I think there are places that offer free Slurpees. Don't, don't go and say I said so. It's also Mojito day. Okay. Mojito day. Mojito day. <laughs> yes. And it's International Essential Oils Day. So if you had too much sugar cookie, can't fit in your bikini, you're tired of the fried chicken, you don't want a strawberry sundae, you don't want to have chocolate with almonds, and you don't like mojitos, you can go rub on some essential oils. Yes. I don't know. Lavender. But, <laughs> but I got it. Oh, count me in. Relaxation. Yes. I have to tell you, Monday, next Monday, I'm announcing the holidays because... I'm on the air at night and the day will be mostly over here on the East Coast. So, Lee, listen up. It's National Different Colored Eyes Day. Mm, It's a thing. It's it's a thing. If if you have contacts with different colors, maybe you could. Oh, it's like you're two different eyes with two different colors? One one brown, one blue, one Apparently, some people have that. It's also Eat Your Jello Day. Okay. No comment about who used to promote Jello. We'll leave that one alone. But it's Pecan Pie Day. Pecan okay, pie. Oh, I'll, there I'll you go. That. Pecan, pecan. What vanilla? is the way? How do you Lee, say it? Lee, pecan or pecan, and, and we're eating chocolate with vanilla ice cream with it. Lee? It depends where you are. If you're in New Jersey, it's pecan. And if you're in the South, it's pecan. Well, then okay. it's pecan for me. But are we going to have vanilla ice cream with that, Lee? Oh, absolutely. It has absolutely. to be olive mode. Okay. And pie. it's also something you may never have heard of, Simplicity Day next Monday. Would you like me to tell you the origins of that? You will be surprised. Simplicity Day honors the birthday of Henry David Thoreau, who was born in 1817. And he wrote, as you simplify your life, the laws of the universe will be simpler. That's heavy. That is heavy. That's really, really heavy. Yes. So we've got, oh, about, let's see now. We've got about, yeah, if we were on Voice America tonight, it would be 57. It's 49. So let's go to the top of the hour if we still have enough to talk about. And I need about two minutes to close. So we've got about eight minutes left. So let's just open it up about creativity. Anything on your mind, Uh, Alex Nicole, a.k.a. Betty Boop, anything on your mind, any advice to people you would have about about finding your creativity you said people say i'm not creative but you think they are what would you say to people to find that to take it out of dormancy and make it active what do you think yeah that's a great question i think that what the first thing is like a lot of times we associate creativity with the arts which is you know important but we always think like oh creativity you're probably in the field of like art or music or dance or, or entertainment of something like that. But I would challenge people just to look at their life, like just sit back and think about different ways, again, to problem solve issues of their life, whether it be their financial life, whether it be their relationships, how can you be more creatively, more creative and just say your relationship? I, I know Lee, you've been married 20, what was that? Six 26, years? 26. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know that it takes creativity within your marriage to maybe go on date nights or just being creative in general with the person that you love. And, and I think that, um, 
taking creativity into different aspects of your life, your finances. If you are um, maybe struggling financially, what are some side maybe hustles that you can do? How can you creatively get those started? Maybe you could do something, you know, that you might have not thought about before. Asking people, get, you know, like you said, brainstorming with people mm-hmm. that that you love, that you trust, that aren't going to judge your thoughts or ideas and just really asking them, talking it out. Sometimes I think it depends on your personality, but a lot of people internalize. So starting to, to do that and um, just taking time to be quiet. You said something really powerful about simplicity. Sometimes we live, and this is just something personally that I've been doing is sometimes we need just to turn it all off so we can hear ourselves think. We have so much external stuff coming at us, whether it's television or our phones or our social media, you know, everything's binging and notifications. And sometimes it can get overwhelming, especially for creative people. And so I think it's good practice just to sometimes just silence everything and just think you'd be surprised that the awesome things you can come up with when you're just quiet for even a few minutes every day. Thank you. Really appreciate the thoughts. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Alex, Nicole, Alexandria, <laughs> Betty, Betty <laughs> Boop. <Yeah. laughs> Lee, I want to, instead of asking the same question, let's talk about it in terms of working together. I know yes. you're one sheet from the summit. You had a very interesting topic. You say Mars, Venus, and a gift bag. How to work together despite being planets apart, or maybe because you're planets apart. Maybe the creativity is bringing the planets together. So talk to yeah. us for a couple minutes. This will be your advice to people. Yeah, Go ahead, Lee. So- no, it, and it really has a lot to do with what Alex was sharing. Yep. Um, it's a spin or a play off of um, the book Mars. Um, what's the Men title from, of the book? Men are from Mars. M- women, women are from, are from Venus. Venus. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, quick, quick, funny story. My wife and I, um, I forget how far into our marriage we are. Let's just say 10 years. So I'm um, a buddy of mine bought a new apartment, new condo. And we wanted to give him a little housewarming gift. And so we, we'd seen some um, some coasters at Target. You know, nothing elaborate, just a nice little thoughtful gift for his new apartment. And so we bought the coasters, we brought them home and I was heading his direction to do something. And so I said, babe, I'm gonna give him the coasters. And so I grabbed the Target bag and I run out of the house and she yells, she's like, wait a minute, you're not giving him a gift in a target bag. (laughs) Yeah, come on. Unacceptable. So she goes upstairs to her in our 10 million square foot home mansion. (laughs) And and she gets one of her um, repurposed gift bags, right? And I'm here. Guilty. I'm a closet full of them. Yeah. It's a dark, you know, it's a dark masculine color. Um, but it's, it's a gift bag and she hands and the way she handed it to me troubled me. Right. She had like, the, she had her fingers. I'm like, babe, I'm not going knocking on my buddy, my male buddy's door holding <laughs> like I'm not doing it. And so a communicate, a, a, uh, what do I call this marital session of communication mm-hmm. ensued? Yes. AKA argument. Yes. Intense fellowship. Um, what's wrong with the gift bag? I'm not taking a gift bag. I'm not knocking and standing outside his door in an apartment complex with people walking back and forth holding this gift bag. And so once we figured out that neither one of us was budging, we started to brainstorm, right? It, 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 like the switch didn't flip that quickly, 
but we figured out, okay, how can we get this done so that like this good idea doesn't turn into a, you know, a tragedy here, right? <laughs> and, and so here's what we agreed to. And after figuring it out and talking it through, the coasters were going in the gift bag, but the gift bag could go in the target bag. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's and, not a case of agree to disagree that's a case of agree to agree but it's to, a win-win situation to collaborate on the agreement everybody got 50 exactly. and 50 percent added it to would, it would be delivered to him ultimately in a gift bag but i could save face by taking it in the target bag and i you know grabbed it by the t- <laughs> And, and, and I found a quote that, mm. that, that I put in my book that really sort of captures this story. I think it's a Leo Tolstoy quote. Mm. It says, marriage is not about how compatible we are, but it's how we deal with incompatibility. Very and, nice. And, Very and, and so that's mm. where, again, you know, that creativity mm. comes from our response to challenges, to problems. Yeah. To, to necessity. And, and so I love telling that story because everyone can relate at some level, you know, whether it's a spouse or just a friend or anyone else, just like the, the argument actually turned into a pretty cool solution. I, and it turned into a great talking point and a story I'm sure you share with a lot of people. And by the way, I compliment you, Lee Rubin, on making that the number one topic on your one sheet, your author one sheet uh, from the summit. I was very intrigued. Mars, Venus and a gift bag. I had no idea we were going to talk about and just keeping it as a teaser with that one line, how to work together despite being planets apart. Beautifully done. I compliment you. you. Very, very sharply done. So let's give, we're going to end of the next two and a half minutes here. We'll keep it to an hour. I could talk for a long time to both (laughs) of you. Seriously appreciative to both of you for being the first to to let me try my new format with the statements and the quotes. And and I'm happy with it. Very happy. So Alex. you'll you'll, You'll never have another set of firsts. Yeah. This is the first of the first. The first of the first. first. You're right. It's it's over. <laughs> it's it's all down. <laughs> no, to the other 45 people who just filled theirs out. Alex Nicole Garza, creativepreneur, aka Betty Boop. I want you to tell us where people could go to find more for you. Website, Facebook page. Where would you like to send people? Yeah, so they can go to creativepreneur.com. If that's too hard to spell, you can find me at alexnicolegarza.com. And I'm also on Facebook and all the other social medias under my name as well. Well, I want them to find you a creative printer and I love to spell long URLs. Bless the <laughs> Lord for long URLs. Yours isn't even that long. Creative. Everybody knows that. C-R-E-A-T-I-V. It's part of the name of my radio show. C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E and continue spelling preneur from entrepreneur. P-R-E-N-E-U-R. It's all together. C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. P-R-E-N-E-U-R. Dot com. There Thank you. you. Go. Thank you. Okay. You made me happy. Lee Rubin, where can people find you? Very easy. It's my name, Lee Rubin Speaks.com. L E E R U B I N S P E A K S.com. You didn't do the. Oh, okay. I've got to do it again. L E E R U B I N S P E A K S.com. There we go. Love it. 
That's awesome. <laughs> don't go away when we're off air because I want to take some formal pictures. I've been okay. snapping. I don't know if you've seen it. I want to thank again both of you and thank to Steve Harrison and his merry band, Nick Suma and Carol Otis and my good friends there for, for doing the summit. I was a, an attendee in person in New York. I don't know if you know this, for about 10 years. Twice a year, I was a 26-minute train ride away from Penn Station on the Long Island Railroad from Great Neck. And I just popped down to, to into the city and walked across the street to the Hotel Penn. And I always had the longest line in the ballroom i did the saturday morning we had saturday morning and afternoon it was two sessions a day then in one week so i think you had two thursday sessions two fridays and two saturdays so i did the saturday morning and i would call myself the desperate lady of radio because i had to fill 50 weeks of radio so i could book 45 people in two and a half hours but it was in person they'd be on the line the uh, monitor was there with a stopwatch we had a box for them to put their books and their one sheets in they mailed me a huge package and i would book them i had little appointment cards and i gave them out on the spot it was all printed up all ready to go and i would just write in the date and i'd say okay write this down got good 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 and the at the end one time i had 20 people lined up in front of me every other media person had gone home they had left the, the room. I still had 20 people waiting to meet me. They had wow. jockeyed through lines. They jockey around the room for lines to get get to talk. With the virtual summit, you're all in breakout rooms, so you get to speak to everybody. So I put all 20 in a row, and I said, thank you all for staying. I appreciate it. I said, tell me your topic. And I said, thank you, but it's just not a fit. Thank you. And I sent five going out to lunch. Goodbye. And the others, they had exactly 60 seconds on the clock from the monitor. The monitors didn't get to go to lunch that day. And we, okay, good, good, good. You've got to, you've got to get it. And we did it. And I think I booked 45 people that day. Wow. Wow. So I like the virtual summit a lot because even though it's five hours for me as it is for you, it's just very efficient. So let me close with a couple of thoughts. A shout out to everybody who is celebrating the 4th of July today. A shout out to the people who survived one way or another, the Miami building collapse. And uh, I lived in an apartment co-op building in Long Island for many, many years. I was on the board and we went through, I won't tell you where I lived. We went through uh, engineer appraisals and, and when do when will we look at some degradation of rebar and points pointing or whatever it was and well we won't be here we won't be alive when it happens but 10 years out 15 years out it's hard to know when to take those remedial actions and i just hope and pray that nobody else has to be be befallen by this it's it's a tragedy and my heart goes out to the people who are missing the people who love them the people whose homes were destroyed in the process who physically survived that's enough pan, enough philosophical for me let me close with my usual and wait i'm going to start the music in a second and then i will stop recording so life is short break the rules mm, forgive quickly right alex nicole garza <laughs> kiss slowly right lee rubin yes, love exactly. truly laugh <laughs> uncontrollably i want you to both hear let me hear you go and go to oh, <laughs> and never regret anything that made you smile. And here's the fun. Oh, by the way, Betty Boop, say goodbye first, please. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Beautiful. I got to do that, too. Work like you don't need the money, even if you do. As Alex Nicole Garza said, find a side hustle if you really need money and figure something out. Everybody, there's money to be had. There's wealth to be shared. It doesn't have to be a deficit. Find something that people need. Find a problem and offer a solution, and it will come. Dance like nobody's watching, and people sure watched when I was teaching thousands of people to dance Latin and hustle and line dances and ballroom. Yes, sing like nobody's listening. When when Alex Nicole Garza sings, you can listen, not to me. Love like you've never been hurt because hell, we all have. So just get over it and move on. The heart heals. The heart regenerates. The heart grows back and the heart can love again. Trust me, I know. Money talks. Chocolate sings. Ah. 
And last but not least, and I borrowed this line from another radio host years ago, thank you for turning me on. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week.